Hey, I mean, you know, he's like, it's it's the it's the most consistent ongoing relationship in my life. <laughs> That's the thing we know. If if nothing else, Alberto will not fail us. <laughs> Go ahead on, Mr. Businessman. You can't dress like me. Whether describe or facts are interrupted by quotes. Cease the bullshit with live votes. Just like Watts puts the juice through Hey, what's good, folks? You're listening to the 51st, 56th, season 2, episode 2 of the Slam Bros Show. It's a it's celebration, boy. bitches. <laughs> It's your boy, the Bowman One Two L. As always, joined by my main man, Illa YC. Illa, what's good? What's good, family? I mean, things are—I don't know, brother. It's been a, a rough week. Been spending a lot of time in the hospital. My sister has been battling skin cancer for the last several years, and they've kind of changed her her chemo treatments, and it's kind of taking its toll on her body. So, just trying to keep her in positive spirits. So I'm glad I have the comedy and entertainment of wrestling and its foolishness to help alleviate that. Plus, you know, my love of comic books. So uh, let's get it cracking, man. You know, we got to get things excited, get things on a higher note, more positive note. What's been going on with you? You still training uh, the kiddies, Black Aquaman? I am training the kids and the adults all alike uh, and making sure that uh, no one drowns in the water. And no one has drowned yet. Record is uh, still clean. So, you know, we in here. Unlike Cleveland, we in here. Uh... <laughs> Yo, you, I know you've been spending a lot of time down there in, in Texas. And besides locking children away in detention centers, you still got your shovel? Let's dig in this dirt. So, last week, there was a big mystery that happened. Um, Everyone's favorite not-seven-foot-tall person, Big Cass, was released from the WWE. But there's a lot of speculation about why he got released. A lot of people were noting that on the official WWE statement, they didn't wish him well, Illa. They just said, Big Cass has been released from his contract. All right? Normally, when people get released... They had the final line, we wish him well in their future endeavors. Cass didn't get none of that. No well wishes. He just got fired. <laughs> just <So>. got fired. <laughs> he, he, he wasn't seven foot enough. <laughs> so there's been a lot of uh, speculation around the circumstances of his release. There's been uh, speculation from Sports Illustrated that his personal conduct uh, is what led to the, his firing, uh, some of his issues on the European tour, his allegations that he's been drinking heavily and was uh, pairing drunk and was just a, a, a nuisance and was called into a meeting with McMahon and was promptly fired. There's another story from Pro Wrestling Sheets that's saying that um, personal conduct was another thing, but the straw that broke the camel's back was uh, on one of the tour buses, he thought he was being... Uh, Tricked, ribbed uh, with a ribbed with a uh, broken uh, bathroom door. He thought that the boys had set him up, and the the door the door is broken, and he uh, 
allegedly broke down the door, and so that means everyone else had to use the bathroom with no working door, and that was the thing that got him fired. And then there was also another uh, rumor that said that he got into an altercation with Carmella backstage, that uh, he tried to uh, rekindle their relationship or or do something, some type of communication that she would have no part of, and uh, Cass put her hands on her, in which a whole bunch of other wrestlers stepped in to separate them, which he was promptly called into the office of McMahon and sent through the door. All right. Uh, whatever the case, he he didn't get well wished, and Big Cass isn't there. Ella, what do you make of this? I mean, I just told you he wasn't seven foot enough. <laughs> That's just what it is. <clears throat> Big Cass is one of the guys, they were actually supposedly high on him after his recent match with um, Daniel Bryan. I think it was just a matter of coincidence, really. You know, sometimes just bad luck and bad things kind of happen in a row and you just fall victim to it. Um, so, you know, uh, Big Cass, he wasn't really working for me. I preferred him with Enzo, although he would, he had shown some some... Some signs of life and a, a little bit of spark, but he and the WWE was kind of one foot in, one foot out on backing him. But this really just shows uh, how thin Icy was because you also forgot that he beat up the midgets. Yeah, that put him on a lot of heat. Um, I mean, it seems that heat never died down, and he kept that. So him going off script for that segment. So you know, good luck to you, uh, Big Cass, wherever non-actual seven footers go. <laughs> Yo, after non, their uh oh. work uh what's it called the uh the non-compete is up non-compete 90 days oh, um we got bad news on the injury report Sami Zayn is so skilled at wrestling he somehow has two torn rotator cuffs now and uh a crazy thing about this Illa apparently He's been wrestling like this for months. Didn't know about it. So think of how crazy that is. He's been doing those damn blue thunder bombs for months with two torn rotator cuffs. Not one, but two. And you know, I think it's all that um that Sami Zayn strut he does. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Because if you look at his logo, how his arms are positioned. He would try to walk to the ring like that. And I just think, you know, it just takes his toll, man. You just He tried to entertain the people. This happened because of the WWE Universe. The fans did this to Sami Zayn. We did this to him? Yeah, the fans are responsible. He was trying to entertain you with his idiotic strut toward both his rotator cuffs. Bro, I'm just, I'm going to miss. He's, he's going to be out for the rest of the year. But I'm going to miss. Like, has anyone ever used glasses to a more heelish effect than Sami Zayn? When he like whips out the glasses, his his like old man reading glasses to, <laughs> to read official notices. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss that. Um, rotator cuff injuries are 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 man, no small deal. If you recall, this is the same injury that prevented Shelton Benjamin's original return to the company. He discovered that oh he had a torn rotator cuff, and that set him aside about was it like seven or nine months. Before he came back, so yeah, uh, but you know, I think that the thing that we won't miss is lame Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley feuds. So, oh yeah, that's um, that's, 
Ah, uh, that's not good. Yo, continue with the sad news. Unfortunately, Big Van Vader has passed away. So on the off week, uh, Big Van Vader passed away uh, at age of 63, which is uh, you know fairly young uh, from complications of pneumonia. Way younger uh, than I actually thought, because Vader's been around forever. Yeah. Um, and the thing about it too is like. Vader for a few years now has been like, yo, doctor says only got like two years to live because he had, you know, complications with his heart. And, uh, and you know, he had like heart surgery not too long ago. And man was still wrestling like up until like last year. So, um, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of it's kinda sad to see him go. All right. So, but, you know, this is one of the biggest big men, biggest big man out there, man. Also had a pretty good promo. Um, you know what I'm saying? If you seen Vader coming, you would you would move out of the way. All right, like like big men aren't supposed to be doing moon salts up top. <laughs> you know. Uh, but then it's wrestling. Expect the unexpected. We got Ella. You're gonna you're gonna get a a kick out of this one. Uh, you can open up your your chapter in uh, your book of WWE's pettiness, but um, Ring of Honor and New Japan were trying to book shows in Madison Square Garden, and um, they had secured the dates. But all of a sudden, uh, once they announced <clears throat> that they were going to be running shows in Madison Square Garden, um, promptly they Madison Square Garden canceled on them. So the word is. WWE called up MSG and were like, yo, you can't be running our competition up in there. Kick them out. And so their shows got promptly canceled. WWE is petty and bullies. They're largely Republicans. We see that they're bullies with apologies to our Republican listeners. But WWE is petty bullies. That's just what it is. So, um, Sinclair Broadcasting, the uh, parent company of Ring of Honor, is supposedly looking at a legal action of what they could be uh, of this result. Um, there's also speculation that w- Sinclair might actually take revenge on SmackDown Live when SmackDown turns to Fox in like two years or next year um, because... Uh, remember, Sinclair Broadcasting is like one of the biggest TV station owners in the country right now. They're buying up like all your local TV stations, and they have an ungodly number of like Fox affiliates. So they're saying like, "Yo, if Sinclair wanted to, they could run something else while SmackDown Live is airing on Fox stations." Um, that's a possibility. So we might be in a pettiness war, man. Would you I don't be excited even... for pettiness war? I'm excited for pettiness wars all the time, but I just don't see. I mean, WWE is an advertiser cash cow for that demographic. So, because this deal is a big deal, it doesn't make sense for somebody to be petty for a local state. I mean, it just hurts the station. But, you know, that pettiness is uh, contagious, it spreads around. Uh, we'll see what happens, though. Who can, who can out petty whom? <laughs> All right, yo. That, that is speaking of petty, uh, 
are you ready for the latest adventures of the one and only? Are you about to say Alberto Del Rio? I am. I am. You know it's coming. It's a new week. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Oh, shout out to, uh, was it Omega? <laughs> Yo, Omega Jackson. Yeah, shout out to Omega Jackson. Yo, we had no idea when we first started that this would become a thing. But man, what a thing it has become. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen in the Slam Bros universe, Alberto Del Rio. El Patron, what has he done this time? Las Aventuras, hey, Alberto El Patron, he's so amigos. When we last left our hero, he was renewing old rivalries in some random wrestling bingo hall with one Jack Swagger. But it seems that, uh, you know, old transgressions are hard to uh, get away from. Originally, this week's episode was going to be about uh, Alberto. He was giving an interview about Combat Americas, and he was talking about how uh, he double confirmed once again that he has made good with the man with the big nose. That him and he called Triple H. He says you're good. Spoke about it. He apologized. All right, but given Alberto's crazy life, uh, he's now being uh, allegedly sued by an individual. For a brawl that took place in a karaoke bar in 2016. <laughs> Only the Patrol gets into karaoke. Well, no, I could actually see some people get into a karaoke fight. Because pe- <laughs> people take their karaoke very seriously. Like, right. your karaoke, you covered that song, I was going to cover that song. Like, yeah, and then the beer's flying and it's weave extensions and, you know, makeup and it's, you know, it just all goes down. Peanuts and it's, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, and, this isn't, this and isn't it the gets, first. It gets even worse if it's a karaoke sushi bar. Oh, man. Oh, man. This isn't the first brawl that we've covered for this uh, this episode of, you know, Lost Adventure. So my thing was, I'm like, damn, is this actually coming up? But I'm like, mm, maybe this is one that was a little low key. But it's it's one hundred percent Del Rio. This is this is Patron all the way. All right. So let me let me read the reports. This is coming from Pro Wrestling Sheet. All right. Ryan said, and this man he gets all the dirt. All right. He gets all the police reports, all the court documents. So this is real. All right. This incident took place November two thousand sixteen in a Texas bar involving a man named Alex Pedro, according to. Code, According to court documents obtained by the Sheets, filed early this year, Proto claims, all right, Illa, get this, while returning to his table from the restroom, plaintiff noticed that the defendant, Jose Alberto Rodriguez, flashing his rear end at other patrons in the establishment <laughs> upon returning to his seat, which was close in proximity to the, the defendants, an altercation broke out, and the defendant and the individuals were present with the defendant beginning to assault the plaintiff. Alex Pardro. As a result, plaintiff had to receive immediate medical attention and was transported to the hospital by means of EMS for further examination. All right. Yeah. That's- I mean, you, you pull your ass out near me, a fight come with that. 
Now, allegedly, we've heard a lot of things. I don't give a damn. No alleged anus <laughs> needs to be in view in my vicinity that, you know, is not female. And that, yeah, anyway. Now, no. No, sir. The- <laughs> a fight come with that. Yeah, well, normally, we know Alberto will throw hands. But I... I most interesting man in pro wrestling. We he's fought Ninja Turtles in Australia. He's invited an ass whooping. Um, he's invited people to come get their ass kicked at his restaurant. So maybe this is in the realm of possibility, given everything we've learned about this man. All right, but Alberto, this is the real kick, man. All right, this is the real kick. Alberto is telling a different story in response his lawyers filed in April. Patron claims that someone in Pedro's group, a 19-year-old woman whose Twitter handle is at pray for the real ass. What? Was included- <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Was included in the allegations. Uh, approached his female companion asking for a picture. The companion, presumably Paige, who he was dating at the time, declined, but agreed to snap one on the way out. Moments later, the companion was approached by more people in the group who said uh, they were owed it to their friend, and things began to escalate, according to documents. All right? Alberto attempted at this time to resolve the issue without conflict, and while he did exchange words with the people celebrating with the 19-year-old Patricia at an adult establishment and the counter-defendant, Alex Pedro, who threw a glass at the counter-plaintiff's head, causing severe injury, including multiple lacerations. The entire group with the counter-defendant began a huge melee, with the entire establishment was in a brawl. Counter-plaintiff slowly rose to his feet, only to be rushed again by the counter-defendant. The counter-plaintiff immediately protected himself and defended against the counter-defendant, as it was necessary to protect himself and his companion against the counter defendant's use of unlawful force. Alright, so Alberto's claiming, like, yo, he's defending himself. And that these niggas are tripping. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey. <coughs> I'm surprised it it it, 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 um, it it was handled that civilly to begin with. But it's always some twist or some turn with Alberto. So, and now you know it has the the ghost who wrestles. Uh, I guess she needs a new term because she can't wrestle anymore. Um, hmm. I mean, she's still kind of ghost because you know in, in SmackDown Live she kind of stalks in the background and then makes matches. Like you just see her walking in the back and like, oh, you're in a match now, which is kind of creepy. Who's still yeah. ghost like? The ghost who manages, I guess, since he's the general manager. But yeah, stuff would involve Paige. I guess that makes sense now. It's a flashback to something involving Paige. Then, of course, it got loony. Right. Because you know, all of all the Alberto stories involving Paige were really loony. Always kind of blood in them. Like, you know, remember the knife? Fake knife? Maybe he did, didn't get stabbed? All right. Um, Alberto claims to receive medical attention for lacerations on his head and a concussion uh, after hashing out in court for months. Um, Pedro's lawyers bailed. Now, Patron's lawyer has filed for a motion of default judgment in flavor because the deadline for Alex to file certain documents has passed. 
All right, Alberto wants Pedro to pay five thousand for his pain and suffering, as well as additional legal fees. I mean, he he set himself up for it, so he got to get it. You got to take those lumps. You, so I mean, you, you opened yourself up for the uh the countersuit. Look, you you open yourself up for the countersuit. You're dealing with Alberto here. You got to know who you're dealing with here. This isn't the first time it's been in the situation. This isn't the first time he's had lacerations. All right, where's the knife? All right. So, boy, I want to know what, like, this is the year we live in. The CM Punk case with, like, you know, Mr. Clitoris uh, being in record. And now this 19-year-old lady whose Twitter handle is pray for the real ass. <laughs> for the real ass. That is so wild. <laughs> oh, man. Like, you, I don't, you can't make that shit up. You can't. <laughs> no, because Alberto Del Rio. That's just what it is. Like none of this sounds beyond the the you know Alberto Del Rio. Like he is a walking drama sitcom uh tragic comedy all in one. And I mean, come on, man. This dude, he lives the life. He lives the life. With ghosts who wrestle and hot uh, reporter chicks. Bar fights, uh, combat sports, UFC, battles that never happen. I mean, his 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 vendetta against the man with the big nose. It's just like, it just has characters and, and drama and, you know, it's, it, man, Alberto Del Rio. I just, <sighs> you got to admire the man. He's consistent, man. More consistent than anything on WWE television, yo. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, he's like it's it's the it's the most consistent ongoing relationship in my life. <laughs> That's the thing we know. If if nothing else, Alberto will not fail us. Let's get the raw. Raw. This week of raw almost felt like a repeat of last week's raw. Um, we open up with like Kurt Angle making an announcement, yada yada yada. Apparently, the match on Extreme Rules. I okay. So the speculation now is they're still trying to get Roman over, and the what they're gonna try and do now is that they're gonna make everyone hate Brock Lesnar by trying to position Brock Lesnar as he doesn't care about the company. He's going to go fight UFC. So you should care about Roman. So now it's um, Brock Lesnar is using his contract power his to basically cancel the number one contenders match. So it's like he's not even wrestling, but he's somehow able to finesse his way into canceling the number one contenders match that would have taken place at Extreme Rules. All right. So, Roman Roman's out of here. He's mad. He's doing his Roman thing. Bobby Lashley's out of here. He's mad. He's doing his Bobby thing. He's got his headband. And, um, like, yeah, Bobby had that one shot. He's like, oh, Roman, everyone's tired of seeing you. Which, like, all right, it's whatever. Then the Revival show up again, just like how last week. And they're like, see, we need to wrestle them because we're the Revival and we're a real tag team, and these two can't cooperate. And then it goes commercial, and Michael Cole is like, 
can they cooperate? And so they do the match. Match pretty much almost identical. Because Michael Cole, Michael Cole always has those wonderful insights. (laughs) It's almost identical. And then the only thing is different was the end where, um, like Roman tags himself in, gets distracted, uh, knocks off Bobby Lashley from apron, and then gets you know rolled up for the the pin by the revival. Um, yeah, and then Bobby Lashley and Roman, Bobby kind of sons like Bobby kind of sons Roman. He's like, "What are you doing, Roman? Let me handle things. You can't handle things." And that they stuck on that for like too long, and Roman just sat there and he had to you know had to eat that L. But um, that yeah, that man. that bit got awkward because Lashley's like trying to sell it with the um his weird acting that he was doing. Yeah, and and Roman's just looking there like a gump, <laughs> just stand there, and they just kept lingering on it, and it's like you know, it was, was like edit. Yeah. Like it was no real reaction from Roman, and and Lashley's just trying to wait it out, and it's like get your ass out the ring, just walk on, dude. Like come on, like like yeah, Bobby had two lines. What are you doing? Let me handle this. And those are the only two lines he had. But he had four minutes to deliver those two lines. <laughs> and Roman had no lines. He had to sit there and look like a gump. So um, we're going to this whole like Michael Cole's like maybe Bobby Lash is trying to give Roman a message. Roman normally finishes people off with the spear, but Lashley did it like, like look. We're not stupid. There's the internet. Alright, supposedly, um, Bobby Lashley has been using the spear for years now as his finishing mover, wherever he was. I I think he wrestled at the Hardy compound at some point, alright? <laughs> he, he he was out there, alright, and he used the spear. So, it's it's not, it's not, um, a dig. And then, like, my thing was, also, we had the internet. Roman comes out there, and he, like, insults Bobby Lashley, and he's like, Yo, uh, you tried to do an MMA career. How'd that turn out for you? I'm like, he was in Bellator. He's got a winning record. He's been in more fights than Brock Lesnar. Like, his MML career actually pretty good. You know? Like, he didn't fight UFC, but you can argue he did pretty well for himself. Lashley versus, well... <clears throat> The thing about the segment is that Lashley actually has some valid points, but it's such a paint by numbers thing at this point where it's like, we want to make Lesnar the bad guy, and Lesnar doesn't give a shit about being the bad guy, so that's fine. But it's like how they try to do it. Like, the fa- like fans don't care about you, Roman. So the idea of he's not here and, you know, whatever, rah, rah, rah. If that was coming from somebody else that the people cared about, it mattered. But because it's coming from Roman, it doesn't get over because of the booze drowning out the point he's trying to make. And the fact that he's repeatedly lost, which shows that Vince McMahon wanted you to lose. So um, it gets, you know, and then for Lashley to be there, and Lashley's making good points. He's like, he's never faced me. Um, I'm billed as a powerhouse. I've actually won when I've gone away from the company or whatever. You know, he, he has a decent... A decent-ish track record, not necessarily with WWE, because he's—I don't know—I don't remember him really remember having any major title except for maybe the ECW one. Yeah, ECW and, and uh, U.S. title. Okay, so you know he wasn't really there long enough, but Lashley can't 
talk. <laughs> he can't talk effectively enough to really sell it. And, it, and part of that is just his voice. <laughs> and it's the way he does it. And it's times like this where I wish that he had MVP. Because I remember when he had that bit of, uh, he was away at some mysterious company. And he had MVP there as, as, his, as his, uh, his, his mouthpiece. He worked a lot better just as the quiet bruiser who would come in and do the work. You know, and that's really what Lashley needs right now. He needs somebody who can speak for him and really get over the fact that, you know, Bobby Bobby Lashley is dominant. That's why he's a dominator. He's dominated in here in Bellator. He's dominated this and da da da. He's dominated, you know, he's even dominated Donald Trump's orange hair. <laughs> if he can defeat orangutan fur, he can defeat you, Roman Reigns, you know, and just sell that. And so the whole segment just kind of fell flat. So, eh, it's whatever. Look, also it fell flat. It was the the B team and Matt Hardy segment. This, we need to get to it. But uh, I'm a, we're gonna get the the most important thing that happened overall this week. It was a magnificent. It was awesome. We don't have to do a new segment on Fan Bros anymore. Alicia Fox return. Wow, I know you're happy about that. All right. Alicia Fox, the captain, El Capitan, she's back. She didn't have her power hat, though. She'll probably, she, she, you know, she probably forgot to bring it. But she'll be back, all right? It was speculation for months. A lot of people was like, yo, where's Fox? Where's Fox? Fox was tweeted on, on Twitter. Where am I? I don't know where I'm at. They say I can wrestle. Um, she didn't wrestle, though. She showed up and hugged Bailey. But that's that's non She's back. We got Fox back, all right? She's got two T-shirts to sell. We need these t-shirts selling. Yo, you must have stock in Alicia Fox company or her brand or something. So I no, mean, we, we Florida you... people have to look out for each other because the state is trying to kill us. All right. <laughs> okay, that's that's true enough. Okay, that, that's that's fair enough. Because right. there's always stories of Florida man, as Atlanta would say, or Florida woman, <laughs> and zaniness ensues from there. So, yeah, y'all, y'all got to get what y'all can get so y'all can get the hell away from Florida. <laughs> All right. Uh, the authors of pain, they show back up. They squash some jobbers. They're speaking English. My favorite part of the segment was Tyler O'Neill carefully, gingerly running down to the ramps. <laughs> what? He's making sure he's not sliding in the ring anymore. Oh, man. Ugh. So I guess uh, Authors of Pain are going to be in a few with um, Titus Worldwide. Um, they ain't a, Titus Worldwide, they need a win. They, just, they, they need a win. I don't want to see him get fed to AOP. How come they can't fight some jobbers? You know? No, 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 no. They're going to get devoured by AOP. <laughs> like, that's just what that is. That's just what that is. Yo, so you Dana Brooke, what stat is she going to take? Number of minutes ass kicked? Is that what she's going to log on her stat board? Oh, does, man. man. They, gotta, they, still, they gotta upgrade her to a tablet. They gotta get her in the digital age. They gotta, yeah, they get her to the tablet, man. Um, Natalia defeated Alexa Bliss, uh, who's back bullying Nia Jax. Because um, Nia Jax is back, and... Um, Cause a distraction finish, like uh, Mickey James was trying to cheat for Alexa, but Natty was able to uh, get over it. But then Nia Jax was able to do the same thing to uh, to uh, Bliss, and then Natty got the win, which is like weird. 
Because remember, just like two weeks ago, Ronda wanted to kill Nia because Nia had hurt Natty in a wrestling match. I I like consistency. WWE, be consistent, man. You can't have Nia Jax be a villain like one week and then want us to feel bad bad for her the next week. All right. Um. You know. Alexa Bliss, she's still a great heel on the mic. Ella, my favorite part about this segment was when Alexa lost. Like, Mickey James picked up Alexa and was coddling her like a child and rocking her back and forth like, shh, it's going to be okay. We'll get him next week. (laughs) 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 Um, I'm like, Mickey James is gold, yo. Like this woman, she she gets pro wrestling, and it, the camera wasn't on it long enough. But it's like, yeah, she's rocking her, and she's trying to console her. And I'm like, oh my god, this is this is great. Like, those are the character moments we need. Like, you know, it's like your heel, and your and your number two lieutenant. You know, they're out there scheming. <laughs> We um act, well, it's something we, in regards to that that also happened on on SmackDown, but we'll get to that in a moment. All right, um, the Riot Squad, yo, how are the Riot Squad not getting fined? They just the well, last two weeks they just been doing like teenager stuff, just like ah, we're breaking stuff, like ah, that's your phone, I'm slapping the ground, like ah, it's the camera, I'm gonna slap it as they make their way to. The, I'm like, that's not really rioting, that's just being a nuisance, you know. Um, Kurt Angle's like. Oh, Bailey, I'm putting the match with Sasha Banks. I know you guys hate each other, but those Bright Squad girls, they're bad news. So this is your last chance. I'm like, bruh, if they're bad news, why don't you actually get wrestlers that can work together in a match instead of putting two girls who clearly, like, there's uh, their last chance at what, Angle? What are you trying to accomplish here? Um, Which... Uh, all right, so like the Bailey, a lot of people are like excited that this is finally happening, but it's like for two weeks in a row now, like Bailey has been the aggressor. She's the one that's attacked Sasha, and like Sasha lost. So it's not even like, and it wasn't even like they did the bump thing and they had the misunderstanding. It's just like, so I'm like, is Bailey going to be heel now? Right? Is yeah. Bailey going to be the heel? But this in week. This feud? This attack was just out of nowhere. It wasn't yeah. even like like Sasha didn't bump her. Sasha didn't touch her. Sasha was taking that L in the ring, and Bailey just runs in and starts whooping her ass. Uh, so it just I was just like, I'm watching on the DVR, and I had to rewind. I was like, wait, was what like, did I miss something? Yeah, no, like, you didn't miss anything. Like she just ran. Like she could have done this at any time. It's like just like random. So she's mad about the loss. I was just confused. It's not like, like Sasha screwed her. Like, no, if you're going to pull the trigger on this, like, oh, I don't even know. Like, it's happening. I The start of it wasn't good. Normally, when these few start off bad, they don't end well either. So, like, like yeah, that, that happened. Um, Braun Strowman. I've seen some people float around the idea that they need to get him a bigger briefcase. Because he's just so big. <laughs> you know? That's Make him just... like a double-double XXL. Um... Black briefcase. Yeah, that's just dumb. Um, um, but him, uh, I don't know. I was kind of mixed on the humor. Like, I get it. It's absurd. 
Maybe it's because he's just he's just picking on like he's just picking on like Kevin Owens, and I kind of want Kevin Owens to be a little bit more like you know KO who took out like John Cena, but I still can appreciate him like flipping the car in the uh, in the parking lot, and um, like the random security guy running out with like an extinguisher to, to put it out. I thought that was just like. It's like, and they wait. He wasn't just out there. He waited, so they let you know the car was on fire, and then he brought the extinguisher. And I thought, oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, but it's like WWE logic because he walks out. Your car is right next to you to your right, so yeah, you can kind of see that it's a car flipped over there. It was just like, <laughs> come he on, should have known he was bone like, when he got out there. No, no, you don't see the huge man to your left, and you you don't see the car flipped over with the smoke coming from it on your right. No. Really? Yeah. Okay, WD. But no, but like, I just—it is kind of funny. Braun is picking on—he's picking on KO. Like, he's like, "Oh, Kevin wanted to be my friend, so I want to wrestle him with him this week," you know. And then KO, you know, still gets screwed at the end. So I—I I guess are we gonna? I guess we're leading up to a Kevin Owens versus Braun match it. Extreme rules, maybe. And then whenever Brock shows up, you know, Braun cashes in. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Braun KO thing is... Um, it's funny-ish, but kind of nonsensical. Because it's like, why is Braun... I mean, you know Kevin's, Kevin's up to his shenanigans. He doesn't necessarily... Re- He's always trying to use his friends and trying to be whatever... It just got got weird for me. It just gets, you know, like, why is he running from this dude like this when that's never really... It's not that it hasn't been his character to be do some chicken shit heel, but you're trying to buddy up with Braun, and Braun is just, like, punching... I don't know, man. It's just... Yeah, it's... it's, I'm like, I don't... I guess I just don't get what the beef is right now. You know, I I guess if, if they have voice... If they have Braun take a moment to voice, like, hey... I don't trust you. I think you're, you know, a scumbag. That's why I'm just going to beat your ass on sight. Cool. Yeah, if he said, like, you spent the last three weeks trying to get everyone to take me out so I couldn't win the money in a bank briefcase. Well, like, yeah. he, hasn't, he hasn't articulated that. Yeah, he's yeah. articulated nothing to give this an actual rationale. Then now, this, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what was dope was Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, Seth Rollins, yes. Yeah, that was dope. So it's that part of the year again where we speculate that Dolph Ziggler's contract is almost up. So um, WWE wants to keep him. So speculation is that's why they put the belt on him. But I don't know. Like Dolph is always in this like, yo, they need someone to work. Dolph is going to work. Seth Rollins has been working. If you put two guys that do dope matches together, they got like 35 minutes, man. I was like, damn, they got to wrestle. They got to wrestle. And you know what? I wasn't even like mad at the interference by like uh, McIntyre, because it was like they wrestled long enough. You know what I'm saying? That you thought there was gonna be like a finish to the match. Normally, what is it? They wrestle four minutes and there's like shenanigans, right? But like you know, McIntyre gets kicked out. He comes back. You're like, oh. But at that point, you know you're invested in the match. You want to know like, shh, you know what's going on. Um. I mean, I I knew Roman was going to come out there. The only thing I didn't know is if Roman was going to run to the ring 
but I should I should not have guessed because anytime his buddies are getting their ass kicked, Roman he has to let his music hit. He's got to take in the booze, and then he's got to walk his ass down to the ring. No urgency, man. I would never want Roman coming to help me because they're just going to – I would just look up. Like They should have a segment where the people just look up and see him strolling his ass down and just get a couple more punches in. I mean, he would just stroll. I'm like, I need help. I'm getting the crap kicked out of me. And Roman just going to just strut his ass on out from back. Like he's still, you know, trying to get his, uh, his grease in his hair. What are you doing? It's like, help me. I'm coming. No, for real, nigga. I got a table. I'm coming. They're <laughs> putting me through the table, Roman. Uh, my vest isn't all tight enough. <laughs> I don't know, man. That, that dude there. <laughs> uh, Smackdown. Blue brand. Uh, yo, Miz is up. Miz is, I love how Miz is avoiding Daniel Bryan, right? Like, you know, he's standing behind the Bludgeon Brothers. So this is all like. This is all like the long road to Midge uh, getting his chest kicked in by Daniel Bryan, which which is happening uh, soon. But like Daniel Bryan is like, yo, I'm wrestling one of you, 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 you bludgeons. Which ones is it? Harper Harper's like, it's me. So that's going to be the SmackDown main event. We'll get to that later. But flashback. We're going back in time, Illa. All right. Uh, Rusev is the number one contender. So you know what that means? He's back to bleeding up black people. Remember back in the day when Rusev used to only wrestle the black wrestlers? Of course. And Big E was talking about it on Twitter? Of course. Yo, he's back wrestling the black folks. So we got to start with Xavier Woods. But actually, Woods has made to look good in this match. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, looked, yeah, yeah. he looked like he could go with him. It's just that it should be Rusev defeating Woods to show yeah, that Rusev is like dominant. Him. But it didn't. It, it wasn't like a squash or like Xavier couldn't hang with him. He's just getting his ass kicked by you know a bigger, stronger dude. That's like yeah, we gotta we gotta have make uh, you know Rusev look strong. He's got a match with AJ Styles on Rusev Day. You know we we can't just have you know him getting pinned by like Woods at this point. You know, like yeah. Um, the second match of the night we had Eric Young. Uh, he made his, his SmackDown Live debut against like Jeff Hardy and in shenanigans, and so it turned into a tag match with the Usos versus Sanity, um, which ended with like Sanity getting pinned clean on their debut. But like, I feel like that's eh, all right. Uh, this match was a real audible because it was supposed to be Jeff Hardy versus Nakamura, but Nakamura got bit in the leg by a police dog the day before and could not wrestle. So, um, I guess police dogs, the, the, the police dog was a smart mark and, you know, he didn't know that wrestling was fake and he just couldn't stand like Shinsuke knocking AJ in the balls. So that dog's like, I'm getting me revenge, you know? Um, so there's no timetable on when Nakamura is going to be back. Uh, Ella, what did you think of Sanity on SmackDown? Uh, I haven't paid too much attention to them. Um, I think this is, you know, it was a, the same thing from Monday Night Raw of, you know, the typical old one-on-one becomes a, a group match. Yeah, group match, yeah. I mean, I, I like Sanity as a crew. I think they're missing uh, Nikki Cross, and then they'll be back to full strength. But um, just having the Usos come out there and really show that the Usos aren't, um, 
they didn't like you know because normally you you have the new tag team come in they try to get them over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad Eric Young's getting a payday. I'm glad he's finally getting a payday. You know, he's worked too hard. Uh, Becky Lynch uh, defeated Sonya Deville and and don't match. You know, I think the, the match went longer than I thought it was gonna go, but she got with the disarmor. Uh, James Ellsworth will be fighting Oscar next week. I'm calling shenanigans. I, I know we want to see like James get his face kicked in. I guarantee Carmella's gonna show up, and then Oscar's gonna lose to James. That is what I'm feeling is gonna happen next week. Because WWE. Well, but Ellsworth has you know he's always entertained. No chin, no chin music. So it's, it's good to see him oh, back. Yeah. Doing his thing, of course. Anything with him and Oscar is gonna be uh, a setup for uh, what's her face to come, Carmella to come in and like yeah. clock Oscar with the briefcase. Um, I mean, yo, with, the, with a... the title belt, <laughs> she had that damn, she had that damn briefcase for so long. Clock her with the title belt. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I was remembering, um, like yo, Ellsworth has you remember those wins over AJ Styles when you said no chin music, like yeah, he's got those, <laughs> those wins. Yeah, with the help of like, so like he's got shenanigans victories, so like yeah, it's possible. Yo, before we get to the main event, there was the the glow, a glorious women of uh, wrestling. They had a cro- crossover with Naomi and Lana, and I thought that was that was it was it was all right. So you know, like Lana and Naomi have this whole frenemies thing going on. Like you know, Naomi deals with like Lana because she just she doesn't know better because she's foreign. And, you know, they're arguing. And so the glow ladies were there. So you have um, this hilarious wrestling moment. We have What's-Her-Face from Glow, who plays a fake Russian on 80s television, trying to pretend to be Russian with Lana, who plays a fake Russian on television, right? So Lana's (laughs) trying to out-Russian her by, like, speaking in Russia. And so... Like, Lana's got her fake Russian accent going on against her fake Russian accent. And, like, oh, I'm like, can't we all be friends? And then, like, Lana doesn't, it's like, it's, it's, it's stupid in a good way. And it was only like 90 seconds. So it wasn't like an entire, you know, segment. You know, it's, it's pro wrestling. Things are weird. <laughs> very, um, very. Then we had our main event of the night Daniel Bryan versus Luke Harbour. And it was amazing because Luke Harper actually got to wrestle and not do the Bludgeon Brothers thing where they just beat up people. Well, but the thing with Luke Harper, and this is what made this week interesting, is how they set it up with the Miz TV segment. And it's like the little heel things that, you know, you have uh, Daniel Bryan come out there and he really makes that case that you really love that I'm just a good wrestler. So it doesn't matter how big you are, how small, how strong, whatever. I will take you out. You're all the same size when you're on a match having a tap. But little stuff like Luke Harper grabbing the Miz's entire arm <laughs> to pull the mic closer to him, you know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. just so like, like I'm a monster, you know, <laughs> like I don't, I don't grab the little mic, I grab your arm and just pull you over me. I mean, like little heelish stuff. That that that's the stuff that gets it over the top. Those little bits and pieces that that make you really, um, really buy into the character. Who uh, Alexa Bliss is great for this. Like you talked about her, Mickey James, just people who kind of really understand the psychology. And it's just those little moments that just really help to go further and sell the stuff that's happening in the ring. And sell the character as well. Yeah, I, lo- I, lo- I love it, man. Um, I totally forgot, but like, yeah, he pulled the Miz. And the Miz is a face during it, too. 
You know, like Miz, like, all right, he's had some good faces. All right. Like at Extreme Rules, when yeah, he Miz realized is, he was Miz the is only also one. Good at, <laughs> Miz is also good. At, uh, Miz is also good at, at selling the little character bits. I, when he realized he was the only one and like Braun Strowman just killed everybody and he's just there blinking and he's like, oh shit, I gotta get up this ladder. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so they had a dope match and then of course it ended in shenanigans. I'm like, who's running out? So here's the thing. I thought the Good Brothers were gonna run out. Right? Because before the commercial break, they showed Daniel Bryan uh, sparring with uh, Carl and um freaking gallows in the back right so i'm like all right um the good brothers are gonna come out because they've been doing their thing with the the bludgeon brothers so they're gonna make the save right but they ain't make the save it was mayoral candidate kane making the save didn't he win the mayor mayoral election Isn't yo he he's in the kane primary now? so it's like him against the other dude so okay yeah he still so got Mayor campaign Kane. work. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's pretty much Mayor Kane came out. So, and he made the save. He got the choke slam. Um, he didn't get him as high as he normally does because they big and he's old. But like, yeah, he got the choke slam. I gotta say this. Kane without the pyro is weird. All right. I'm not gonna lie. I know they're cutting on a budget, but I feel like some people. You just, come on. Just Put the pyro on, maybe one candle. All right. <laughs> Kane with no fires, no way. So Kane comes out, makes the save, and I'm like, okay. You know, it's whatever. It's Daniel Bryan. It's not like a random Kane appearance. Remember when Kane was in that triple threat for the, the Universal title a couple of months ago? And it felt so random. Like, yo, damn, Kane's beating everybody, right? But Daniel Bryan and Kane have history. And as soon as Kane made the save, I'm like, damn, these fools are going to hug it out. These fools are going to hug it out. And they did. And they did. It was the return of Team Hell No. Now, I'm not going to lie. It was, it, was, it was a good hug. It wasn't the best hug I've seen in wrestling. Um, their hug paled you in comparison. Are, you are judging hugs. Yeah, man. Okay. You you go watch the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi reunite after ten years, and they hug, and the confetti comes down, and the and the audience is crying, and they're crying, and the broadcasters are crying, and you break that hug to this hug, all right? And you know what I'm talking about. It's just not. It's not the same. All right, it's still a good hug. You you are you are as enthusiastic about man hugs <laughs> as you are about Alicia Fox. <laughs> I don't know what the, I don't know what the thread is or the theme or the connection, but it's something there. Fan uh uh, uh fans uh fan bros slam bros uh brethren, please at Illyc with your theories as to why the Bowman Twelve L. <laughs> Has this infatuation with Alicia Fox and man hugs? Please get at me and let me know what the deal is. It's uh, it's, it's it's wrestling. So like, yeah, they're back. The cynic in me was like, oh, they're pairing Kane with Daniel Bryan because he needs those votes come November. And of course, if Daniel Bryan trusts him, then wouldn't you want to trust Kane for mayor? <laughs> so um, 
In the last 30 seconds of SmackDown, it was revealed that uh, it's going to be Team Hell No versus the Bludgeon Brothers for titles at um, Extreme Rules. So, I'm like, damn. So, Ella, how are you feeling about this return? They're already in the tag picture. Um, It's cool. I, I don't know that I want them to win the titles from the Bludgeon Brothers because... It's just a gimmicky tag team for the time being because it seems like Kane is here. Get these checks so he can, uh, you know, help his coffers so he can go this fall in the mayoral race. Mayor Kane, 2018. But it's a cool distraction for the time being. It allowed now if they use it as a way for Daniel Bryan to continue feuding with these fools and take that L um, without, you know, without Bryan actually taking the L, then that's cool. It works for the time being. That's how I see it, just more as a placeholder thing. But WWE will probably have these fools unasked the titles for some <laughs> odd reason. And, yeah. So I guess, I guess it gives the Bludgeon Brothers something to do while Usos are going to get into a feud with Sanity and it keeps them away from the title picture. And then New Day is New Dang or whatever the hell they're doing. And I think there's some other tag team, but I'm forgetting who the hell they are right now. Yeah. Oh, Gallows and Anderson. Gallows and Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The club. Non-club. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so tell us. Hit us up on Twitter. What do you think is going to happen? You know? Um, Let me know. Who had a better hug? Team Hell No or the Golden Lovers? You you let the internet know. Uh, Yo, hit us up at Slam Rose Pod. You can find me at Bowman12L on the Instagrams and the Twitter. Let me know. You know? Which wrestling hug is the greatest wrestling hug of 2018? Um, and then, Illa, where can people find you? At Illa YC. Come find me. Come follow. Come engage in conversation. Because you give me a reason to actually use Twitter. So, yeah, you know, get at your mans. Get at the Slam Bros. And uh, harass the Fan Bros show. Let them know. We need more love. They need to show more love to the Slam Bros. Get at them. All right, we'll catch you on the flip. Peace.